Destiny Christian Centre presents Dr. Jerome Inekwe. Dr. Jerome is a dynamic and gifted communicator who teaches the Word of God with authority and power. We invite you to listen and be blessed by this message. The word puts it. Ephesians 2.10 says it like this. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life, someone say good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. You are his workmanship. You were created in Christ Jesus for good works. There's no one else like you. There's nearly over 7 billion people on the planet. And not one of us has the same fingerprints. There is no one just like you. This is an awesome thing. This is a wonderful thing. You have a unique, distinct design. Don't disqualify yourself this morning because by the end of this message, you're going to know that you are special, you are valued, you are unique, and God has a distinct purpose that he is calling you to fulfill in your generation. Your birth was a wonder. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a wonder. No matter how you entered in, the, in this earth, in whatever circumstances, may I put it like that, you were a wonder. And you were created in the image of God. You, my friend, are fearfully and wonderfully made. Now we embark on a journey called life on this earth. And life has a way, maybe through our own choices, or the choices of others around us, our circumstances, life has a way of bumping us. Bruising us. Maybe even sometimes playing, beating us up. And we kind of get all out of shape. We get misshapen. And until the day we meet Jesus Christ, we're misshapen. But there comes a glorious day, which you and I have experienced. And I pray, if anybody's listening, they haven't yet experienced this encounter, I pray today you encounter Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. That day we meet Jesus Christ, at that awesome moment when we decide he's going to be Lord of our life and we become born again, God puts his spirit, his light, his divine nature on the inside of us. And this misshapen earthen vessel, hallelujah, becomes shaped for significance. And that's the title of my message this morning. You have been shaped for significance. Last month we looked at being, believing, belonging and becoming part of the family of God. And this month we're looking at what we have been called to become. What is our mission? What have we been shaped for? I'm here to remind you, you have been shaped for significance. 
Hallelujah. It says in 2 Corinthians 4, 6 to 7, and you can take time to read that, that we have this treasure, which is divine nature of God, on the inside of us, in jars of clay, to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. His divine nature comes in this misshapen vessel so that we might be shaped for significance. The Amplified says it like this in verse 7, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7. However, we possess this precious treasure, the divine light of the gospel in frail human vessels of earth, that the grandeur and exceeding greatness of the power may be shown to be from God and not from ourselves. Amen? Amen. Amen? So this misshapen vessel comes into the hand of the potter and the divine nature of God comes within us. Glory to God. And it is by his spirit, amen, that we are shaped for significance. It's by his spirit that we are changed that we might fulfill our purpose in him. We are constantly dying to self, amen, that he might live through us. The Father's embrace begins to shape us for significance. I'll never forget the day, the day <laughs> when I was in my Going into my second year at university, when I decided to return to the house of the Lord, I was a prodigal. I won't have time to go into my story, but that day I knew I had to get on my bike at the time and cycle right across Birmingham City to get to a church someone had told me about. And I walked in and I didn't stay at the back. I walked in and I sat on the second row because I knew that day was going to be a day of significance. And that day, glory to God, as I opened up my heart once more to the King of Kings, I was embraced by the Father with such fire. I'll never forget. And that day, he embraced my misshapenness and he put his spirit afresh on the inside of me. And he said, I'm shaping you for significance. And that day I realized my life was for his glory. And I will serve no other God. And all the days of my life I have given unto my God. And the zeal of his house consumes me. Amen. Hallelujah. What's your story? When the light of Christ came into your misshapen vessel and began to shape you to become more like Christ. Because that's our journey, amen? Being transformed into the image of his son. Hallelujah. Isaiah 64, 8 says, But now, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. And we've seen those images of the, the clay on the wheel and the potter's hands. And the father comes and he says, just stay on the wheel. Just stay because I'm shaping you for significance. I'm, I'm shaping you. And you're like, I'm all I'm ugly. I'm all messed up. I'm all bruised. I'm all out of shape. I'm all shattered. I'm all broken. I don't look good. I want to hide. But God says, stay. Stay. 
Stay with me on the potter's wheel. Because I am the one who formed you in your mother's womb. And I knew you before you were born. And I created you for significance. And now is the time that I'm shaping you for significance. Glory to God. So this month we're going deep. What is your purpose? What is your call? What is your ministry? What has God called you onto? Are you still on the potter's wheel, allowing him to shape you for significance? People of God, you are no longer broken. You are no longer misused. You are a vessel in his hands and you are being shaped daily for significance. And there's no one like you. And no one else can do what you do. And no one else can supply the body of Christ just like you. And I'm going to show you how we need your supply in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. He knows your exact purpose. So as he's molding you, he's molding you in a distinct way. You know, some of us, he molds with broad shoulders. Because we're going to carry a lot of weight in the kingdom of God. Some of us, I think he molds with just big mouths. Because <laughs> he knows he needs to use our voice to proclaim the message. Some of you, he molds with just big hands to be able to bring people in and gather in the harvest. Some he molds with a voice like angels because he's going to use you to bring his praises and, and to sing his praises and bring others to encounter him through your worship. He molds us all differently. And let me remind you, don't look to your neighbor and say, I want to look like her. I want to look like him. Don't compare yourself because the Bible says to compare ourselves is a foolish thing to do. Because you have a unique purpose. Amen. Amen. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, God says. Before you were born, I sanctified you, said to Jeremiah. And I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. So before you were born, God already had a purpose and a plan for your life. And no matter where you are today or what has gone before, I'm here to remind you that your purpose is still beating in your heart. And no matter what age, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you come from, no matter your income, no matter what you look like, God needs you in the house of the Lord and in the well-being, his hands and his feet to our generation. Amen. 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 Glory to God. None of you in this room, none of you listening to me are disqualified. Glory to God. He doesn't look and say, not you, honey. Not you. You're too far gone. No, you've messed up too much. You failed too many times. Not you now. No, your time has gone. Never in God. He's always calling us. He's always reminding us of our divine destiny in him. That you were born for purpose. That you were born to become like him. That you were born to worship him in spirit and in truth. That you were born to bring his glory here on this earth. To be his light. To be his answer. To be his resolve to this generation. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Do not disqualify yourself. 
in destiny here. We are in a season where everyone in the room, everyone in the family, has to awaken to their destiny. And God knows your timing. You might be, I'm not ready, Lord. I can't do it. I just need to sit down a while. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. There will be times when you have to sit in the house of the Lord and just receive. You may need to come and just get healed. But even in your healing process, he can use you. So there needs to be maybe a little shift in our mentality to understand that you've come into a household of faith where we are encouraging you. It's not just about a couple of hours on a Sunday morning. You've come to be part of a family. Say your family now to your neighbour. Your family now. And how many of you know that in families you, you sometimes get on, you sometimes don't, you've got to learn to love one another through the thick and thin, and that's what church life is like. But you are part of a family. And in destiny, our prayer is that you are planted in the household of faith and understand that you're not just to come on a Sunday and we don't see you again till next week or maybe two or three weeks, but you are to come to be a part of this army that God is raising up and you are to get connected with one another for purpose. Stay with me. Our prayer, Jerome and I pray, and our leadership pray, that as you come and get planted, as you're sent by the Lord to be planted in the house of the Lord, according to the word of the Lord, you shall flourish. Amen. You shall flourish. Amen. Psalm 92.13 says, you're planted in the house of the Lord, planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts of our God. In the household of God, as you are planted in the family of God, you are equipped for works of service. And our job is to encourage you to become more like Jesus, to equip you for works of service, to build you up, to help you hear the word of the Lord, to encourage you, to inspire you, to love on you, to pray for you, to gather you, to send you out so that you might bring in the harvest, we might multiply and we might become a sign and a wonder in our generation. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Here in the household of faith, in the community of believers, in God's family, as you are planted, that's how you become who God has called you to become. It takes a planting to become who God has called you to come. Your destiny is activated. Your destiny is awakened and you are released into the things of God. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Psalm 92, 13, I read, and on in verse 14, it continues, Growing in grace, they shall bring forth fruit in old age. No matter your age, 
No matter your situation, you have your planted in the house of the Lord, your destiny is to flourish in the courts of our God and bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap, of spiritual vitality and rich in the verdure of trust, love and contentment. It says in the Amplified. It goes on to say, they are living memorials. That's talking about us in the house of the Lord. We are living memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Glory to God. Planted in the house of the Lord. As we are planted in destiny, you can have an expectation that you will flourish in the courts of the Lord. In one version it says thrive. In another version it says do well. In another version it says blossom. Amen? Amen. Praise God. You know, when a fruit tree is put down in the ground, it has to, you know, it will face, in this country anyway, rainstorms, different seasons, hot sun and wind. And the harshness of the elements causes it to seek another source of life and its roots go down deep and its roots become strong so that eventually even when the great storm comes because its roots have gone down hallelujah it will still produce fruit even in the storm like the psalm 1 individual amen the one who delights in the word of god delights in the law of god it says he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper amen Amen. so our roots people of god need to go down deep in god's love Amen? Amen. In the house of God. So when adversity comes, our roots are deep down. Our roots are deep down. Say deep down. Deep down. So you know when offense comes in the family? Your roots are deep down in the love of God. So much so that you draw from the love of God an offense doesn't alter the production of your fruit. Offence doesn't cause you to leave. You see, there's an aspect of character development, people of God, that comes only as we work through conflict. And so sometimes in the family of God, there might be a conflict arising because how many of you know, we're Christians, we're born again, we're spirit-filled, we love God, we live by the word, but we're not perfect. We're on a journey of change and transformation. We are not perfect pastors, but we are seeking God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our strength, and we are humble unto God. Amen? So if we get it wrong, if we make a mistake, we can stand up and say, sorry. We are not too prideful that we can't recognize if we make a mistake. But we are not perfect, so don't ever come to any church and think the pastor is perfect. You will be disappointed. None of us are perfect. And in the household of God, there will be conflicts. But it's a beautiful thing in the household of God to be able to work through a conflict in integrity, in truth, in love, and then be able to embrace that one 
and know, you know, it's all right. It's all right. But unfortunately, there are some people who will choose in the body of Christ to abandon their place. And we have seen this over the years of pastoring. Abandon their place prematurely because of offence. There was one time Jerome and I were praying, and and this was a good while ago, and we knew an individual hadn't been around, and God said there's an offence there. So we went, we called, we rang, we said, are you okay? Uh, We've reached out. We've got others to reach out. And eventually... Um, we went, Jerome actually went to see, to talk. Are you okay? God had already told us there's an offence there. Now it wasn't an offence towards us, but we later, it transpired, something was said and then amongst the relationships and something, and an offence had been taken. And this individual couldn't get over that offence. So much so that it took them out of the body of Christ. You see, offense is a weapon of the enemy, and we need to be aware, people of God, in the house and in the body of Christ as a whole, we need to recognize that the spirit of offense has a a, a agenda as it comes into the household of faith to take people out of their purpose entirely. So we need to be on guard of it always. So you know what, if your sister or your brother says something that just really hurts you, offends you, does something, you just don't think it's right, operate in grace. Go to that individual, say, you know, I'd love to talk. Try and resolve. If you can't, bring someone else in. That's the biblical manner of resolving conflict. Go to the leaders, come to the pastors. Resolve, resolve, resolve. Amen? Amen. Let go, let go, let go. Amen? Amen. We're on a mission. I say in our household, you know, we're part of a team, boys. On every level, on every level. If there's an argument, if there's a, he took this, he did this, we're going to sit down, you're going to say sorry, but you're not just going to say sorry, you're going to ask for forgiveness. And I'm training our sons how to handle conflict very quickly and with a heart of forgiveness. And then I also train them, you know what? Mommy can cook. And you want me to cook because you come home from school and you're so hungry and we've spent some time connecting and and then, but it's all I just think they want to eat and then they want to go. And I'm saying, no, we're part of a family. Yes. (laughs) And this is the training ground. I'm saying, I'm preparing you for marriage. (laughs) You know, you're part of the team. So don't run away when you're, you, you know, ask to be excused from the table, but come and do the dishwasher. So there's a rotor in our house. Everyone plays their part and I have to keep going after them if they're thinking I'm going to get out of it and so in the household of faith what's your part what's your supply I'm here to tell you as a mama to the house there's a role for you and if you come and eat on a Sunday morning and go and don't be involved in putting the dishes in the dishwasher I'm sorry it's time get involved Just keep smiling. (laughs) I love you all. Get involved. And this is not coming in a spirit of condemnation. You know why I'm speaking this? Because I see your purpose. I see your gift. I see your call. 
I see your supply to the body of Christ. I see you awakening. I see you rising as a giant. I see you doing big things for God. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. So it starts in the small things. It starts in our daily routine. It starts by coming into the house of the Lord and making a decision. I'm going to be planted in the house of the Lord. And, you know, if... If, and I'm not just, I'm not talking to people here because you're faithful, you're consistent and you're, you're here, but I'm, but this message is going out to maybe others who will hear after. And I'm encouraging you, if you're part of a body, if you're part of a church, and if you're not, I encourage you to do so. There is power in being part of a family, a local family where you can connect and grow. Don't be a lone Christian. Don't think that you can you can be a Christian and have church all by yourself listening to the internet and messages. There is a difference. I absolutely believe in the local church, in the church, in the body of Christ, coming together as a family, coming together to be equipped for works of service. It's where you learn. It's where you grow. It's where your character changes. Amen? It's where your call is recognized. And it's when you're harnessed and you become stronger together. So I'm speaking to all of those who dip in and dip out of church. Find where the Lord is planting you and dare to put your roots down. And I'm going to talk a little bit later. You might have been hurt before. And I'll show you. You see what happens. There are Christians in the body of Christ abandoning their place prematurely because of offense. Because the pastor wasn't perfect. Or there was there wasn't a ministry for them. There wasn't something they wanted to do. Well, I don't want to do it this way. I don't want to do it that way. That doesn't look like what I want to do. They asked me to do teas and coffees. How can they ask me to do teas and coffees when I'm the next best preacher on the face of the earth? People take offence and they protect themselves, they isolate themselves and it's a, it's a strategy of the enemy. Feelings, they want to isolate themselves because they'll feel safe in a controlled environment they set up for themselves. And then once they've left that church, they leave the place God has sent them. Now I'm not talking about the fact that God at times will, will call you to another another place, another ministry. I'm not talking about a control. I'm talking about understanding where the Lord has sent you. And in that understanding, make a decision, no matter what's happened in the past, I'm going to put my roots down and I'm going to be planted. Because if you keep uprooting, then what happens is your root systems begin to dwarf. And the next time you go to a church, um, it's just as soon as adversity comes, it's so easy to quickly go because your roots haven't gone down deep. You're beginning to dwarf your roots. So now you're going from pillar to post, and I call it spiritual vagabond. One week here, one week there, don't know really where I belong. Where do you belong? Who's your father and mother in the spirit? Who do you connect with? Who are you accountable to? No one. Why is that? Why is that? So I'm encouraging you today to get into the house of the Lord. And if you're in London and you want somewhere to engage, come to destiny. We will bless you. We will do you good. And you will rise to the call that God has for you.
Don't be a spiritual vagabond, suspicious, afraid that you're going to be mistreated, hurt, rejected, or misunderstood. I charge you today, be planted. And there's a healing anointing flowing today that if you have been hurt in church circles in the past, if you've been hurt by leaders, if you've been hurt by people, and you just haven't been able to plant yourself down because of that hurt there's an anointing in the Holy Ghost today to heal your heart and enable you to once more say I'm going to put my roots down and I'm going to get planted in that house and I'm going to give it all my all and it's so vital for your destiny to be activated fully Amen. 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 Amen and as you do you will discover that you have been shaped for significance. You see, it says in Proverbs 18:1, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. We cannot isolate ourselves in the body of Christ. We need to gather. We need to come together as an awesome force. Amen. Amen. God did not call us to live separately and independently of each other. We are called to nurture one another, to care, to love on one another, to bless one another, to befriend one another, to get in and each other's houses, go for dinner, share life, share faith. Amen? Amen. We can't just sit on the sidelines. We need to be active members. Now, I have four sons, and so there's oftentimes, as you'll know, I'm on the side of the football pitch, <laughs> and I'm cheering them on. And, uh, you know, I've even, believe it or not, I've been to the Emirates Stadium. Stadium. Uh, you know, I wasn't at all into football before I had four boys, but the Lord changed my heart, and I kind of got into it, ish. <laughs> I have to play top trumps with Danny at the moment. You know, and I know all of the power and the, you know, the speed of different players. I mean, he knows everything. Anyway, my point is that as you go to watch football and you're watching, I'm watching my son sweat and give it their all and their focus and their attention. And it's all about working as a team. Football is not, you, you can't be as, you know, uh, what's the word, just the lone star. You can't, you've got to work as a team. And the purpose is to score the goal. But I'm one of these ones, I'm on the sideline, and I, I kind of want to get in. I'm and so with the body of Christ, may that stir up on the inside of you. Gone is the day of spectating the few running as a team and scoring the goals. Now, people of God, I call you to get in the game, in the name of Jesus. Get in the game. Put on your kit, get in fitness training, and get in the game. Get in the game and be part of scoring the goal because I've come to tell you we're on the winning side. And the result is we're going to win. But we need you to get in the game. We need you to put on your kit. We need you to sweat a bit. We need you to not mind what you look like. We don't mind if you make a mistake, but we need you in the game. So in the name of Jesus, may a Holy Ghost activation come on the inside of you and stir you up from the outside and say, come on now, what position do you want me to play in? I'm going to 
serve the teas and coffees. I'm going to be on the sound. I'm going to worship. I'm going to be a steward. And I'm going to be trained. I'm going to be ready. And if God calls me to preach, if God calls me to teach, if God calls me to lead communion, if God calls me to set up an evangelistic team, if God calls me to be part of the children's ministry, part of the youth, be a prayer warrior, stand in the gap, whatever God said to do, I will do it in Jesus' name. Amen.
Even if you sow and, the, and something happened to the church, you know, it wasn't right, there was something that was wrong, something collapsed. Your, your time sowed into the kingdom of God, you will always reap a harvest on it. Because you sowed it onto God and to the advancement of his kingdom and not onto a man. Amen. So you can never be in lack as you sow your resources, your time, your effort, your prayer, your skills into the house of the Lord. Romans 12, 4, it says, For as we have many members in one body, but all our members do not have the same function. If you go on, please. So we do not have the same function, but you have a different supply. So we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. So we do not have the same function. I want to encourage you. You have a particular supply into the house of the Lord. And it goes on to talk about how our love must be sincere. That we must love one another. Be a glow, burn with the spirit. Contribute to the needs of others. Bless even our enemies. It talks about us rejoicing. Okay. Excuse me. It talks about rejoicing when others rejoice. Weeping when they weep. Sharing, living in harmony. This is the body of Christ. This is what should happen within Destiny Christian Centre and any congregation. It's a flow by His grace, by His Spirit. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Turn with me to Ephesians 4. Are you getting anything out of this yes. message? Yes. Praise God. Turn to your neighbour and say, Are you in the game? If not, get in the game! Ephesians 4, and we'll start in verse 11. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service. So that's the role of the gifts within the house of the Lord. Evangelists, um, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Is for perfecting the saints who come into the body of Christ. So my role is to prepare God's people for works of service. So that the body of Christ may be built up. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. And become mature. Attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Amen? Amen. So that's where we're going. To the measure of the fullness of of Christ. So we are to understand that there is a different, that, that each has a different supply, each has a different gifting, but as we flow together, hallelujah, we are coming up, we are maturing, and we are becoming like Christ. And it goes on to say, we are therefore not tossed around. 
by every every wind and doctrine. We are we are centered. We are focused under the teaching that comes in the in the body of Christ. And it goes on in verse 15 to talk about being enfolded in love. Let us grow up in every way and in all things unto Him who is the head, even Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. In the body of Christ, you grow up. Amen? We grow up. And unfortunately, in this time, there are many Christians who have prematurely plucked themselves away and doing their own thing and their own ministry, and they are immature. And they are not maturing. And, you know, fast forward a few years, you might find them not even in anything connected with the household of faith. So be diligent to pray for your sisters and brothers. If you don't see one or two people here, call them. And if you haven't got any numbers of destiny folk on your church, today as the meeting closes, go to someone you normally say hello to. Come on, let's exchange numbers. Let's be accountable. Let's call one another up. Let's ensure that we are acting as a family. Amen? Amen. Because if my sons don't turn up for dinner, I'm calling them. I'm calling them. And I'm, I'm not only calling them, I'm going up the stairs and turning off the television and the distraction in the sitting room and saying, it's dinner time, it's time to eat. And sometimes your friend might need that. She might need you to go to her house, turn off the distractions and come and eat. Come and get fed. Come and get built up. It's your time to come to the house of the Lord. Where have you been? Now, I know I'm not talking to any of you here because you are diligent. I am talking to those who are not here. But let us pray. Amen for them. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So you are his workmanship. You are unique. You are called. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You have a destiny. And this month we're going to just get this word right inside you. You're going to know that you are shaped for significance. And it's not by your works or by your deeds. It's by His Spirit. And we are now in a season like more than ever where it's not, oh God, it's just about what I can do in the flesh and what my skills and my abilities are. It's no pressing in like never before to the supply of the Holy Spirit, the divine nature in you. And that takes some decision on our part to say, I'm going to be part of the 24-7 prayer. It is a flesh burner to get up at 5 in the morning and pray on your own, in your room, before you go to, to, to uh, work. It's a flesh burner being part of 24-7 prayer. Amen? Let's talk it. It's a flesh burner for me to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning when I'm good. Oh, help us, Lord. But I know as we do this, amen, there's going to be a shift, a continual shift, because we are pressing for the supply of the Holy Spirit. Get in the game. We're going to run the race with all of our might. You're going to play your part. Amen. You're going to love as Jesus loves. It's one of our most basic life purposes. To love as Jesus loves. It's critical to every other purpose. So if you're saying, you know what, you know what, Ruth, I don't know my purpose. I'll tell you your purpose. Your purpose right now is to get into the presence of Jesus and love him with all your heart, your soul, your spirit, your strength. Get to know him. Get to love on him. Receive his love. 
The love of God and flowing in the love of God is critical to every other purpose in life. Because the scripture tells us very clearly, we might do great things for God, but if the motivation is not love, and if the, the foundation is not love, in eternity it will burn, be burnt up and it will count for nothing. Our love in the house of the Lord will send a powerful message to the world. So destiny, I'm encouraging us once more. We are those who walk, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Our love will send a powerful message to the world. So we are committed in this house to walk in love. Amen? I charge you, do not take offence. I charge you to walk in love. I charge you to die to self. I charge you to forgive and let go. I charge you to look at another and see the best in them and bring out the best in them. I charge you to understand if someone's got issues, there are things that they've had or dealt with, the reason they have issues. Yeah. Amen? Okay. Some people will come... There's a time coming there will be people coming into this house and they've never been in the house of the Lord before. How will they act? Not like you and I. Are we going to judge them? Absolutely not. So now we're in a time where we have to understand, I'm coming to destiny this morning and there's a supply in me and I'm bringing it into the house of the Lord and I'm going to let it flow. Because if you don't let it flow, you will begin to let it stagnate. Because the flow of the Spirit comes in with a purpose for the flow of the Spirit to go out. So it comes in, it goes out. It comes in and it goes out. Otherwise it will stagnate. So let us be those who come to the house of the Lord, and I'm coming to a close, and let the Spirit of God flow through. People of God, we cannot be afraid. People of God, we cannot shrink back. Now, like never before, again, as I've already said, we are in a time and in a generation in this nation where we cannot shrink back as the body of Christ. We have to say, no, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. There's a shift coming. There's a shift coming in this nation, and I'm part of it. I am called for such a time as this, and you are too. Oh, me, with all my inadequacies, with all my insecurities, with all my failings, with all my addictions, with all my challenges. Yes, you. You are called into the house of the Lord for this generation to make a difference. Amen? Amen. God wants you and I to live in a bold way. Yes. Pour out our life for the King and His kingdom. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this message and we trust that it has blessed your life. If you would like any further information about Destiny Christian Center or you would like to partner with us and help us take this gospel message around the world, then please contact us at www.destinychristiancenter.org.